You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, and welcome to the first episode of the 2020 Dragon Con Report. The countdown has begun. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, uh, starting with director Mike Faber. Uh, I'm just sitting here relaxing. It's January. I don't have to worry about Dragon Con. Keep on going. Just go. Oh, oh, okay. oh, but 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 au contraire, sir. You do. It's uh, It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. Oh, nah, I have plenty of time. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> uh, we also have with us Darren Noel. Hi, everybody. What's up? Hey, Darren. How's it going? Now, does it seem like it was a long time between uh, our last episode and this one? No. No, it does not. <laughs> I can't believe we're at this again. <sighs> I know. It, it, does seem, uh, it does seem to come faster every year, too. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, up with that? That's just getting older. <laughs> yeah, I think. that's pretty much age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. Uh, we also have joining us Mary Lou. Hey. Howdy, Mary. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Uh, that 2020 hit me hard. Like, it's Dragon Con time now, so maybe I'll get my button gear for once. <laughs> it's, that that every day, year. You know it, it's, it's a new year. It's a new decade, right? Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, and in some ways, this is a, a new podcast for us. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the changes that people can expect and they might have already noticed. So, uh, But uh, the voices should be all familiar because uh, uh, we've all been here for uh, quite a few years now. So, um, and it's because we, we love, uh, Dragon Con and we love, uh, talking about it. We love preparing for it. Well, in some ways we love preparing for it. Um, <laughs> but this actually, I think it serves as a reminder for us to prepare for it just as much as anybody else. Right. Um, and, uh, we are, this podcast is a proud member of the ESO network. So we're still part of the ESO network. Uh, be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESONetwork.com site. Uh, it won't cost you any more when you purchase your stuff, and it helps us out a lot. Uh, we also have a public store uh, filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page as well. And the ESO Network also has a Patreon page. So uh, please uh, feel free to subscribe to that. Uh, we do appreciate all the sponsorships um, that we get. Uh, we've gotten a lot because of the Dragon Con Report, which we're very, 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 very appreciative. Um, we also like to put a lot of Dragon Con content on the Patreon. So I'll, uh, I, think, I don't think we've uh, released all of our panels from 2019 yet. So expect to see those uh, hit uh, and become Patreon exclusives throughout the year. I'm hoping. And, We're hoping, you know. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in addition to the Patreon site, we are also going to have a brand new website of our own. Isn't that correct, Mr. Faber? Yes, 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 yes. Um, for Since the Dragon Con report actually started, it's always been associated with Earth Station 1. And because it's spun off originally from 
that podcast and you know it started first as segments on the show and then it just got so popular we ended up spinning this into our own podcast and this is our ninth season of the podcast that we've been doing this for so i thought it was just about a bit of time that we actually have the dragon con report as its own beast and so probably as of february 2020 there will be a dragon con report website all you have to do is go to dragonconreport.com and you'll be able to see all our old episodes going back all the way to 2000 i think right now 2014 and basically the way it works is as most web browsers work and for like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Stitcher, and all those, it only looks at the last 50 episodes. So each time we put out a new episode, an older episode will disappear. So, you know, you'll be going right now, you can go back to 2014, but then eventually it'll just be 2015 up. And so pretty much just expect the last five years of podcasts up there. And we do nine episodes a year. So this is quite a lot of information about Dragon Con. If this is your first time coming to Dragon Con, it's a great resource. Even though the cons changed over the years, there's still a lot of information up there. And we'll have a link also up to the videos that Darren and I have done of tours of the pa- in the past. We're also going to have links to the Dragon Con webpage and a couple other, you know, informations that we're going to, you know, have links to right on the top of the pages. So you'll be able to get all the information. We're even going to have a link up there to the newbies group. So, you know, this is a good resource for Dragon Con newbies and veterans alike. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the work that you're putting into that. Well, you know, these fingers could only do so much, but it's doing it. <laughs> it only took nine years. Uh, exactly. So okay. <laughs> For me to get off my butt and say, hey, the Dragon Con report needs to look at its own website. Um, uh, it is great. It is great to have our own website. It's great to have our own presence. We're going to be, uh, my understanding is we are no longer going to be part of the Earth Station One feed correct? No, you will not be able to hear us as part of the Earth Station One feed. You're actually going to have to go into, you know, whatever media player that you guys use and look up Dragon Con Report. We will be up there under it and you'll be able to see the 50 episodes or you can go to our webpage. And we're going to be up on all the different sites. We're even looking on expanding out on to other sites that we've never been on before. We're looking at being up on Pandora. We're looking up at being up on iHeartRadio. We're going to eventually have it that you're going to be able to go, hey, Alexa, play Earth Station One or the Dragon Con Report on Apple Podcasts. And you'll be able to look will be able to play right through Alexa. Awesome. Awesome. So, well, so, so we are really breaking off from the, the main station. Yeah. But you're still going to be able to find us as part of the ESO network webpage. So don't get right. us wrong. You'll right. be able to find us there. You'll be able to find us up on the Facebook page for the ESO network. You're also going to be able to find us up on the dragon con uh, Facebook page, you know, where, and we post, we'll still be posting to all the different groups like we have in the past. They love, a, they love me for it. They really do. <laughs> yes, well, uh, but it needs to be done because the way that social media works, you just never know when people can see what they they should see. They want they want to see, right? 
because a lot of people want to see when the new episodes come out. And one of the most frustrating things about social media is when you hear from people and they're like, we didn't know a new episode was out. And you're like, well, we've been posting it, you know. Well, exactly. And, you know, we post it we post it everywhere up on Facebook. That's the problem with social media is it's very selective and you have to pay a lot of money to be able to get out to listeners and throughout the group, you could post in even the ESO group on Facebook and half the members might not even see the post unless they go start searching through it, but they won't get notifications and stuff. It's just the way their matrixes work it's it sucks it really really does well, well it makes it yeah it does make it uh a little bit more difficult for us but we and that's one of the reasons why we're making the changes that we are uh mm-hmm. so uh because we want to uh reach out to more people um and we want to you know not just the people that have been listening to us for a while although we appreciate them as well and we always want you uh you listeners to be part of the show uh, we want feedback, we want comments, we want ideas, we want suggestions. We'll take criticisms as well. Lord, oh, of that, uh, we're not above that. Um, uh, and if you want to leave feedback or comment on the show, uh, please feel free to email us. Uh, you can find us, uh, our email address is dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. So uh, just shoot out an email to us. Uh, and if you send us an audio clip, we will uh, we can play it on the show so you can have direct uh, contact with our listeners or, you know, we don't mind reading emails as well. Um, and you can find us too on social media and you can reach out to us either publicly or private messages as well. We're also probably going to start a blog eventually up on the new DragonCon website that we're creating for the DragonCon report. And you could talk about your memories. You could, well, if you want, send us your pictures, send us, well, Make them safe for work pictures, but send us your pictures. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. We'll send those other ones to Darren, so it'll be okay. And you will be judged. Exactly. You will. Oh, of yes. course. Of course. But yeah, we'll post it. If you want, if you're comfortable with it, we'll post it up on the DragonCon website, you know, that we have for the DragonCon report. We'll have a DragonCon report blog. And, you know, we're also, we might as well go f- all in. We'll also start a, maybe a Twitter and an Instagram. You know, you know, eventually, and maybe post all our p- pictures on Instagram from DragonCon. You know, at the end of the year, we'll do dumps and stuff. And, you know, we could put this last year's up there so people can see and tag yourself and you know stuff like that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of opportunities, uh, not only for us, but uh, we hope for uh, people listening. If you want to be more involved with the DragonCon report, we would love to have you part of the show. So, in whatever way you can. Um, uh, I will say up front, there's absolutely no money in it. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, um, you know, I think, I think we can all say that our experience doing this podcast has really, uh, been impactful for all of us in terms of Dragon Con and in our personal lives. Uh, so, um, so there is that as well as, um, we just want to be able to represent and, and hear as many voices as possible. Um, so we're always encouraging people to get more involved with, uh, with DragonCon itself, as well as with our, our podcast. So, um, so, uh, a brief history, uh, if you've never listened to us before, or even if you have, and uh, just have a, an awful memory like myself, um, uh, who the heck are we? Uh, we have been, 
recording and podcasting. Uh, Mike and I have been doing the Earth Station One podcast for about 10 years now. Uh, we have over 500 episodes of Earth Station One under our belts. Uh, and uh, very early on, both Darren and Mary have been part of that show um, on occasion. And uh, the first time we ever did an Earth Station One episode previewing or reviewing or talking about Dragon Con in any significant way was in 2010, uh, September 2010. We actually reviewed uh, the big event and it was a um, it was a no brainer. When we first started doing Earth Station One, uh, Dragon Con was, was definitely something that we wanted to cover. Uh, both the convention for both Mike's, myself and Mike have been as is something special. And we wanted to talk about it as much as possible. So much so that the following year, in 2011, we, uh, as part of the Earth Station One show, we did our quote-unquote countdown to Dragon Con, uh, which made up of about um, two or three episodes leading up to the the convention, as well as uh, a couple of uh, episodes afterwards. At that time, just a note, uh, in 2011, just a note, there was uh, about only, I say only, but there was about only 40,000 attendees at Dragon Con, which at the time seemed like a tremendous amount. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, here it is 2020 and there's twice as many attending people attending. And uh, um, it's, it's just amazing how much the convention has grown. And I think uh, we're responsible for most of that. Right, Mike? Oh, of course. Of course, you know. <laughs> You know, if we go by the listener base, you know, we probably have helped grow the con by this much. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe about we're, you know, we're, five, so five ten people, you know. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, we're an audio show. We need to be, we need to be more specific. Um, in 2012, uh, we decided to begin uh, the Dragon Con report. Uh, our Dragon Con Con report, because it spun out of a segment on our station one called the Con Report, which talked about all kinds conventions uh and we decided to break that out into its own show and that was just six episodes and and that's when we invited both darren and mary to join us uh so we have been podcasting about dragon con since 2012 with the dragon con con report uh the following year 2013 is when we actually started doing uh nine episodes and we started at the first month of the year uh, the previous year was only uh, we had like we shoved six episodes in, uh, most of which were in August, like right before. Uh, but we realized there was so much content around Dragon Con that we could literally cover it all year round. Uh, so we decided to start in January, and then uh, once uh, the, uh, once Dragon Con was over and we did our review, we we knew we needed to rest. So, so oh, yeah. even though, even though we could have technically done uh, an October, November, uh, December show, we we opted not to and restart the show every year in January. So, uh, and we've been doing the Dragon Con Con report, uh, sometimes known as the ESO Dragon Con Con report, uh, since uh, twenty twenty thirteen, really. Um, so, um, we have a lot of experience. Uh, podcasting about Dragon Con, and it's been a blast. And I still feel like, even after all that time, I'm still learning about new things with Dragon Con. So, um, 
Now, uh, Darren, like I said, you guys joined us in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, for new folks, for new listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself as far as your history with the podcast and with Dragon Con. Well, I started podcasting with y'all in 2012. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, you, you podcasted before I, that, I, dude. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm a Legion of Superheroes podcaster on Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I think we started that back in 2008, 2009, maybe earlier. I, the date's escaped me um been around a while i started going to cons um i'm a native of atlanta so i know a lot of the territory give or take i started going to cons in 86 with atlanta fantasy fair um which um has long since gone away uh dragon con i think started in 87 am i right 87 88 something like that that sounds right yeah. yeah um so that con and uh dixie trek was around back then in atlanta uh, there were a couple other cons. Magnum Opus Con was big in uh, Columbus, Georgia, and then they moved to Greenville, South Carolina. Then they kind of faded away as well. Um, I've I've done the con circuit for quite some time, um, in and out of the state, gone to different cons. I haven't been to, like, San Diego or New York, but I try to make it to Heroes Con every once in a while and Mega Con in Florida um, just for fun and, and diversity. But I've been going to Dragon Con off and on since it started. Some years, you know, the budget wasn't good, so I would just go down and visit people um, without a badge in the hotel. Can't do that anymore. Um, and, and then other years, I would uh, volunteer. So I've, I've volunteered at DragonCon a few years. But since I've kind of made DragonCon my de facto vacation, I like to enjoy it, so I don't like to work it, uh, especially as it's gotten larger and larger. Uh, and, of course, as every organization gets larger, it has more bureaucracy to control things. And I find that I don't thrive well in a large bureaucracy scenario, especially when it's something I, I enjoy. I like to keep enjoying bureaucracies for me tend to like beat the fun out of it. Unfortunately for me personally, um, that's just me being me. Um, done a lot of con stuff over the years, mostly attendees, sometimes guests, sometimes paneling, sometimes moderating rarely but sometimes that happens and uh yeah that's basically me awesome um and just for uh listeners out there uh the first dragon con was in the fall of 1987 okay so 87 88 yeah so uh wow it seems like i was a baby geek then <laughs> I'm a crotchety old geek now. <laughs> and and and, and, and I'm sorry. All? Would you and I'm sorry. Would you say that since that first one that you went to, you've been to all of them? Like off and on. I think I've skipped a couple of years just out of circumstances that have come up. But uh, mostly, I've been at DragonCon in some form or fashion, some kind of capacity. Even if it was just to attend a room party, yeah, I've made a slight appearance back, you know, back when they could fit everybody into one ballroom <laughs> at Dragon Con, you know, it was easier to know everybody. Now uh, you run into people as you're walking down the, the habit trails, you're like, Hey, good con. See you later. Bye. And that's your entire con <laughs> experience with them. So, you know, things have definitely changed for the better and, and yeah. some for the worse, I think, but yeah, it's a, the con has definitely changed for sure. Yes, we've seen we've seen a lot of changes to Dragon Con. Uh, although I will have to say that uh, for my personal experience, um, which we'll get to in a bit, but um, I think I still get that f- same feeling when I go. Mm-hmm. It still feels like it still feels like home. Yeah, it's a family a reunion for sure. Uh, yeah, you you find absolutely. your tribe and you you get to hang with them. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, Mary, uh, I know you. Like I said, you joined us as well. 
in 2012. And, and if you could uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, pre pre dragon con and your experience. Sure, yeah. Um, gosh, when I joined you guys in 2012, I'd only ever been to one dragon con. I was like the noob at that point. You were only like eight <laughs> years old then, right? I mean, basically. She was three years old. <laughs> no, uh, that's like so wild now. This, this year will be my 10th dragon con. So it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, another, another 11 years. (laughs) Yeah. I'm finally getting (laughs) to the age where I'm like, Oh, that doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) You know, Uh, but yeah, so I've been going to conventions. Um, I started going to anime conventions when I was in middle school and then in about, I guess late 2010, early 2011, I discovered that there were more than one and you could go to as many as you want to in a, in a year. So in 2011, 2012, 2013, I think I did like 12 cons a year or something ridiculous. I was just like going ham at every convention I could drive to, uh, which was great, which was a lot of fun, uh, but obviously not sustainable. So uh, these days I hit up a couple cons a year, two, maybe three. Uh, of course, Dragon Con, that's my uh, my no-brainer. So I went for a few years to Dragon Con uh, as a, strictly as an attendee. And then, gosh, I don't remember when exactly, but I guess maybe 2015, 2016, I started volunteering with the media relations department. Uh, and now I am assistant director of media engagement for Dragon Con. So that basically means I work with media outlets and reporters, uh, to kind of get the word out there about Dragon Con. So, uh, definitely, um, drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Dragon Con (laughs) Kool-Aid. But, uh, yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much, uh, that's, that's me. And that's awesome. And, and, and would you say, um, as far, and now also, uh, I think a couple things of note, uh, uh, unlike the, uh, the rest of us here, at least right now, um, you are, uh, our out of state. Yes. Yes. I live in Tennessee, so I'm unfortunately Um, not local. So not, not terribly far, but, uh, still, uh, but you make the trek every year, uh, to come to Dragon Con, which in itself is, is, Awesome and amazing. You're forgetting, Mike. She makes the trek in her game. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing I was going to point out, Darren. Um, I mean, both of you uh, uh, take participate very much in cosplay. Yeah, it's fun. So, uh, so most people, you know, will have uh, hopefully have seen you guys. uh, (laughs) I don't know about hopefully, but maybe. Yeah. That that's a specific word there. (laughs) I think they might have seen us at some point. (laughs) <laughs> well uh well it's good because uh again i have not uh i am not a a customer per se uh although i do certainly uh try to make myself uh known at dragon con as well um but uh before we get to me mike uh you have been going to dragon con for what is it uh a little over a decade as well correct yeah i started going in 2004 i think was my very first one but that's when i took william to the parade because people I had been friends with when I first moved to town, oh, you got to go to Dragon Con. You're going to love it. And I actually had gotten a job as the art director for Insight Magazine here in Atlanta. And 
they each year got passes for Dragon Con and they had offered me to write a story for it. And I was, I want to check it out first with my son to see what it's like. Cause I've been to you know, like comic cons, like creations and, you know, Emerald, Emerald city before it was Emerald city, um, you know, Baltimore comic con, stuff like that. And, you know, but these were smaller and I didn't know what to expect. And I took my, took William, he was like at the time five and I told him we're going to a parade and he was like, dad, let's go to this parade. And we were driving up Andrew Young Boulevard and he was, he saw stormtroopers walking up towards the street to the parade route. And he was like, dad, what kind of parade is this? And I said, one you'll never forget. And we were hooked each year. We started getting more and more involved and, you know, eventually it got to the point, I think in 2009, I was at a Brit tracks thing and I was like, you know, these guys know what they're talking about. And so do I. So I said, I can get up there and talk about it. And the next year, I, 2010 was the first year I decided to get up there and do a panel. And I did through the Brit tracks and Caro threw me on a panel, Doctor Who versus Star Trek. And she threw me on up there on stage with Peter David. Wow. And so it was fun. And it, it was, it was awesome. It was a great, great panel. And, you know, I just loved it from the start and it was every year it feels like a family reunion. And I got sometimes, you know, seeing my friends, seeing, you know, meeting new ones and doing panels, you know, usually when I go now, it's a minimum of 10 to 15 panels that I do over the weekend. Anything from literature, American classic sci-fi, uh, Brit tracks, podcasting, or actually they call it new media now. And, you know, a couple of other ones, tracks also. And I want, I just like being involved and talking about things that I like to. And, but I also love hearing what all these newbies are people who come to the show for the first time, you know, talking to them and why are they coming to it and hearing from these people? It's awesome. It got so much that I started doing three years ago, a tour guide for the newbies tours that they do on Thursdays and Fridays at Dragon Con. Sleep is for the week. Yeah, you are, you are amazingly busy at Dragon Con. Well, sleep is optional, <laughs> as we like to say. And Exactly. And once Darren introduced me to apple pie, I definitely have more energy. It's amazing. (laughs) I feel like we all have that sleep is optional attitude, but for different reasons. (laughs) Uh, Well, I started going to Dragon Con in 1994. Uh, I'd moved here in 93 and uh, I found out about Dragon Con. I hadn't had a lot of con experiences prior to that. Uh, but, um, I was intrigued and, uh, I was hooked right from the, the first uh, time I went, uh, with the fan panels, with the interaction with people behind the scenes of some of my, uh, favorite, you know, movies, shows, books, what have you. Um, and the, the, the celebrity thing was fun too. Um, and I, right away, I noticed uh, even back then, uh, the cosplay with the costuming was amazing. Uh, like I just hadn't seen anything like that before. Um, so, but I felt, I felt really comfortable. Um, and, uh, cause we didn't really have back then, we didn't really have a lot of outlets 
for expressing our fandom. And, and the thing that Dragon Con really, uh, I think, uh, impressed me with is that it was for the fans by fans. Uh, it was set up that way. It wasn't uh, like a corporation. It wasn't a trade show. Um, it wasn't held in the convention center. Uh, it was held in, I think at that time it was two, maybe three official hotels. Um, and, uh, it was just fun. So I've been going ever since, uh, in 2011, I applied to be a guest, uh, because of my work with, uh, publishing comics. Uh, and, uh, I got in, I got accepted and I've been a guest, uh, of the convention since two, 2011. Uh, so I've uh, been very, very honored to be part of Dragon Con in that respect. Um, and then, of course, you know, shortly after that, a few years after that, we started the podcast. And I feel like I feel like it really is something that uh, I take with me all year round. now. Um, and I love that. I love that. It's a convention. I don't do that. I go to a lot of other shows. I've been to a lot of the bigger shows, uh, but they don't they they're all cool. They're cool. They're cool experiences, but they don't. Um, if I could only go to one show a year, it would be Dragon Con. And uh, and I and 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 yeah, I, every year, every year I used to go to Dragon Con, and uh, uh, my girlfriend Michelle would uh, sort of not go, uh, which was fine. Uh, but she would, you know, uh, we would uh, touch base after the convention, and she would always ask me how was it. And I would say it was amazing. It was better than last year. And that, that trend continues to this day. Uh, every year it's better and better and better uh, because of the, the now, because of like Darren said, it's like a family reunion now. Uh, you know, I know so many people. I've met so many people for, at Dragon Con that I, I some people are even <laughs> local and I only see them at Dragon Con. <laughs> um, it's just an amazing experience. And uh, yes, it's a lot more crowded now. It's a bit, it's a much bigger family arena now. But in some cases, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, obviously uh, their experience growing has, con- uh, has been, um, you know, full of, full of zigs and zags in terms of whether or not uh, they've uh, adapted correctly or not. But uh, one of the things I like about this show that we do um, and Darren touched upon it as well, uh, not being, even though we're a guest, I'm a guest there, I still feel comfortable enough being able to have a show where we can discuss Dragon Con, its ins, its outs, it's good, it's bad, everything without some sort of, you know, official oversight. Uh, no offense to you, Mary. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, um, and you'll always be welcome, of course. Um, so uh, um, even though, uh, yeah, it's just not. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, like, what do you guys think? What is it about Dragon Con that keeps you guys coming back? Um, what is it about Dragon Con that makes it special? What is it about Dragon Con that has, has, has uh, interested you enough to be part of this show for so long that you give it time uh, over the course of the whole year? devote some time to it because as we know, especially as we get older time, just like money and, and everything is just precious. Um, so what is it about this show? Uh, we'll start with you, Mary. What is it about Dragon Con that, that sort of, uh, and especially uh, now that you're there on a, a more official capacity, what is it that 
it, it makes it uh, cool to invest so much of your time with it? Gosh, um, such a difficult question to answer, but also such an easy one. Um, I, <laughs> the way that I feel when I'm at Dragon Con is a way that I don't feel anywhere else. I feel like I can be myself there um, and be welcomed wholeheartedly uh, no matter, you know, no matter what interest I might have or, uh, or how I like to express that interest, whether it's being on panels and talking about the event or, uh, through cosplay or just through hanging out with people or meeting a celebrity or any kind, any kind of, um, way that you like to express your excitement, uh, is welcomed. And, that's really it for me personally. I mean, there are so many cool things about Dragon Con, but I keep going back because of how it makes me feel when I'm there. Excellent. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Darren, what about you? What, uh, what, what keeps you coming back and, and wanting to participate more, even on a unofficial podcast like ourselves? Well, <laughs> that, that is a big question. I, I think it boils down to when I was a baby geek there was no internet. There was no way to get a hold of anyone else who liked what you liked. And so you had to go out and seek those people out wherever you are. So you go to the comic book store like I did and you find, oh, there's a flyer for this thing that's going on downtown. Oh, look, they're going to have comics and they have people who write and draw these comics. And I know those people, I think I'll go see them. And turns out my, my mom was gracious enough to let me go, and I went, and it started a whole lifetime thing for me, and met friends who have lasted lifetimes there. And uh, I think that's the really important thing is the connecting with other people who share your passion, who share your love for the thing that, that has brought you out of your house for four days to share their passion with you about how much they love a certain property or whatnot. And everyone can get together and just enjoy the fact that we're there to have a good time. I, I think while Dragon Con does have a, a reputation to be a party con after dark, um, what matters really is all those people who are partying at dark really are typically awake during the day. Um, and they're just enjoying the atmosphere of the con. They're, they're all part of the amoeba that is Dragon Con <laughs> that forms once a year. And we all kind of become one big organism for lack of a better metaphor and we enjoy our company for those four or five days and then we go our separate ways and that energy from that weekend kind of carries us forward a bit and it's our pop culture love that carries us through a lot of stuff that happens to us on the day-to-day that is just crappy and i think we have to i don't want to call it like therapeutic but i'm sure at some level um, and we've talked about this on the show before, some of us with anxiety issues and things like that. We can overcome that to go to Dragon Con and enjoy other fans. But then when we get back into our bubble, <laughs> you know, the memories of the con are what sustain us until the next con for the most part. Usually need it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you usually do need it after a while. Uh, life happens and life's been really rough for some folks. And you have to kind of use the good memories to buoy you through the bad stuff. And I think Dragon Con's a great memory generator for folks who are into cons, who who don't go out and party all the time, aren't into sports and things like that. So they don't have a game night every week, that kind of thing for watching the game. We, we have game nights where we play board games, you know, that kind of thing. 
So I, I just think it's one of those nexus social events that's important for geeks to have, be it Dragon or a different con. If Dragon's too many people, go to a smaller con, start small, build up to it, it's fine. But you'll meet people that you'll like, period. Maybe even fall in love, God knows. We've There's seen that all the time at Dragon mm-hmm. Con too. Yep, happens all the time. I, I think I, that's I, very important for us as quote-unquote geeks to get together at least once a year and just enjoy the vibe going through the community. And, and personal contact. I mean, certainly, mm-hmm. like I said, when I first started going, there was message boards and all that, but there wasn't the internet as, and social media as we now know it. Um, and now, like, if you like or want to talk about a certain thing, I mean, it's not very difficult to find somebody online who, who kind of uh, you can relate to, you know? Um, however, like I said, back then, it was a lot more difficult. And, uh, uh, and even so, even though you can find people online through se- social networking, there's still not that sort of personal connection. Oh, t- um, well, back in like 86, you had long distance phone calls. That's what you had, yeah, you know, true. you had to, you had to go, can I call Joe in another state? Oh crap. I don't even know his last name. He went by dark moon on his badge. What was his last name? You know, and you wouldn't see these people until the next con. So it does become a family reunion of a sorts for some of us. Hence all the uh, the uh, Craigslist uh, oh, messages after post Dragon Con. Those right? are just like, fun to read. <laughs> like, I, you hey. were dressed as a unicorn. <laughs> I was dressed as Hagrid. Disconnections <laughs> exactly. from Dragon Con should be its own web page. I swear, it really should. Yeah, be. it is a it is an amazing thing. But but also, um, you know, the thing about Dragon Con Two is that that it it is not just a fan convention it is 30 conventions happening all at the same time uh-huh. and so if you're into star wars uh there's a star wars convention happening if you're into star trek there's a star trek convention happening if you're into fantasy there's a fan there's if you're into comics there's like it's all in one place and if you like more than one of those things your options will blow your mind as far as how do you like schedule that? Um, uh, because each one of them is taken very seriously and, and with a lot of passionate people involved. Um, it's not just like, you know, fan service, if you will. Um, it's like, Oh, we have a science thing, but nobody, but I mean, the, the, as we've talked about with track directors over the years, every single track is bulging at the seams with people who are, uh, interested and involved and, and, and want to be part of that, uh, that experience. Um, and, and it's amazing. And so, yes, of course they all come together as one. Uh, but you know, there's something to be said too, as popular as, you know, sort of the geek stuff has become, it's still, you know, I mean, I have a day job, unfortunately it's in an office and you know what? Nobody there gives a about any of those shows that i watch (laughs) (laughs) you had an hour and five minutes and it's not darren wait are we tagging this explicit now uh i'm kidding i'm kidding i had a friend who came from uh pennsylvania down to dragon con and he was like i want to go to dragon con i've heard so much about it. i'm like you're not prepared 
and he was, <laughs> he's a party guy. And uh, I was like, you're, you're just not prepared. Trust me. There's, um, there's a lot to Dragon Con. And so I hosted him uh, when I was living in Midtown and we went down there every day and I, I would go home and he was still out and about. So I'm glad I gave him the key <laughs> so he could get in and out of my place. Um, and he went back and he has a podcast and he was talking to his friends because they'd only gone to cons where it's at the convention center. It opens at nine. It closes at six. The con is over for the day. Go home. And he was like, dudes, there's 24 hour programming for four days. And they're like, what? That alone just blows people's minds. Mm-hmm. And then you add the party culture on top of that, the raves, the, the, the live bands, the wrestling, all that stuff that Dragon Con's brought in. It, this Dragon Con may not be the hugest convention out there. It's certainly not the most attended by industry. That's San Diego mm-hmm. and New York. But it, it is the one that is the most fun for any fan to go to. You're going to find something that you can do and you're going to enjoy the crap out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you will, it's, it's, there's something to be said for, you know, walking around and you never know when it might hit, you know, you're going to see like stormtroopers and, and Harley Quinn's and Deadpool's all over. Uh, But but, you know, at some point during those four or five days now, six or seven, many people <laughs> week, are spending down there now. Week and a half. Um, 10, 12. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're going to run across that one, that one person who's either dressed up or, you know, the part of a panel or whatever that is that that has like is representing a show or a comic or a book that you don't know anybody else acknowledges, right? And you're going to be like, oh my God, I make that connection. And it's it's amazing when that happens. And what's best so, is they're going to be at the bar right next to you. <laughs> exactly. You know? um, and and always just, be prepared to see things that you've never seen before. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, that's true. I, I don't know if that's, uh, well, I mean, that could be, I don't know. There's a discussion as to whether or not that happens as often now. Uh, And, you know, I I think Dragon Con's become a little bit more, uh, certainly of a PG, PG PG-13 nature, but, uh, you know, the nighttime still is full of uh, uh, sights to see, let's put it that way. (laughs) I think think we could all say that, correct? Yeah, it's gotten a little tamer. I I, I think with, with more people coming i think they've had to be a little more uh and, and of course the environment that we're in now i think they've had to be a more, a little more um observant about some behaviors and making sure things don't get too out of control well yeah and they've also gotten rid of you know the public you know con sponsored more adult material yeah. too mm-hmm. like they used to right for better for worse uh that's a different discussion for maybe a, a topic this year uh, I'm really curious to hear from a lot of other people as to what their experiences are and what uh, they, they hope that we cover. Uh, you know, we're looking at um, uh, the year ahead on the show. Uh, very excited about DragonCon 2020. Um, it just sounds cool. DragonCon 2020. It sounds like mm-hmm. it sounds like a future, but it's here now, which is amazing. Um, uh, I, I, you know, they've already started announcing some guests. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've gotten some programming announcements, a few. Uh, one thing, we haven't really gone over news and notes. 
uh, yet. And I did want to. That's a list of guests right here, dude. I just wanted. I just wanted to. (laughs) Lou Ferrigno. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to cover some of the basic information uh, about Dragon Con. I know we're, uh, you know, quite a bit into the show, but uh, uh, look, if, if you have never been to Dragon Con before, you're curious about going. Uh, just some basic information that we like to keep track of throughout the year. Uh, first off is memberships. Uh, DragonCon memberships started at uh, for the five days, uh, four days officially, right? Um, the third, through, it is the third through the seventh. It's all in September, no August dates this year. Uh, it is Labor Day weekend and it is in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and uh, the the rate for uh, the membership rate they call it a membership rate. Uh, so your your badge, well, you um, it started at eighty five dollars, uh, but it goes up uh, periodically throughout the year. It is now one hundred and five dollars. Uh, so if you are interested in going, it'll be one hundred and five dollars until Valentine's Day, uh, two fourteen. Uh, so uh, so if you are considering going, uh, get your membership as early as you can because it only goes up from there. Uh, it'll actually, at the event itself, it'll be about $140. So if you want to save, you know, $35 or so, um, uh, get your tickets now. Um, and uh, if you're coming from out of state and you need a place to stay, uh, <laughs> well, part of me is like, good luck. Uh, but um, all the official host hotels are officially at this time sold out. Uh, there are five uh, hotels, the Hyatt Regency, the Hilton, the Marriott Marquis, the Sheridan, and the Westin. Those are the five uh, host hotels for Dragon Con officially. Uh, they are all currently sold out. Uh, I, 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 you know, you can't see it, but I'm, I'm putting sold out in quotes because they will have periodically rooms to open throughout the, the year. Um, if you are really interested in staying at one of these hotels, uh, I definitely recommend one of two things, contacting the hotel itself, finding out about all the information that you can, and then also paying attention to, and we have a link to it on our show notes. Uh, there is a, uh, a couple of uh, Facebook groups and these people, uh, I think on an hourly basis, keep track of the hotel availability and what's going on with them. They're an amazing community. Um, and uh, if you're looking for a room, uh, if you watch those spaces, you'll know when the Westin releases uh, rooms. You'll know when uh, certain hotels are available. And if it's not a host hotel, they keep information on that too. Uh, there's a lot of hotels. Atlanta is a metro city. There's a lot of hotels in the area. Now, there's other events going on in Atlanta. So uh, there's a lot of competition for those rooms. But uh, uh, it's, it's, it's not impossible to find a place to stay. Uh, it's expensive. I'm not going to lie. It is expensive. Uh, we're talking at least two fifty, three hundred dollars $300 a night, right? Oh, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, so it's not, it's not cheap. Uh, there are options, you know, roommate situations and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we can talk a bit more about that as the year goes on. Uh, and if anybody has any specific questions, uh, let us know. And we'll be glad to, uh, you know, do a segment on that or, uh, you know, it's, 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 
we even though we're starting the show over quote unquote uh with new branding and everything we've been doing this show for you know since 2012 so we've repeated a lot of information and there's a lot of information that even we kind of take for granted it's like oh do we have to tell people to hydrate again you know yes. but um yes we do <laughs> there was okay the, um in 2019 at dragon con there was a day where uh i hadn't I don't think I drank any water like all day. Uh, and I don't remember Isn't what that day it was. Number one. And I, I don't yeah. remember what day it was. And I'm like, and I remember talking to someone afterwards and I'm like, that is something that is like basic dragon con one Oh one, like hydrate. It's like the, one of the top things that you could tell people at dragon. Con. And you messed it and, up. And here I am like <laughs> totally ignoring it because it is so easy at dragon con to get distracted distracted from like basic taking in basic bodily fluids <laughs> um uh i'm glad breathing is not something that i have to think about because i probably would have forgotten to breathe at times uh uh it is a very very uh intense it can be a, an intense weekend uh full of full of stuff so it's really easy so yeah um i don't think a lot of the, you know like i said a lot of the top a lot of the suggestions that we make things like that nature, uh, we will definitely be repeating. So if you are a frequent listener to the show, there will be information that you will probably have heard many, 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 many times. Uh, but uh, it is necessary. Uh, trust me. <laughs> Even I've been going since, uh, you know, for over 25 years, and I still need to be reminded to drink some water. Uh, uh, and also... Um, you know, uh, you know, just because we, you've been going for so long, I, like I said, I've been going for 20 some years. I'm always learning something new about Dragon Con. Uh, there's so much Dragon Con. Dragon Con is so massive that we can't cover it in a year worth of podcasting episodes. We can't even cover it in, you know, fully in eight years, nine years, 10 years of podcasting episodes. So we're always on the lookout to, to find out something new about this show that we love so much. So certainly if those people out there have a new take, a new angle, something that they, uh, that we, they haven't heard on our show before, uh, reach out to us because um, I like hearing, I love hearing dragon tales. I love hearing dragon tales about people's experience at this show. Um, you know, there's 80,000 people that go there now and uh, it's doubtful that any two have the same experience. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Oh, that's a good way to put it because nobody has the same experience. No one comes from the same background. No one comes from the same kind of point of view. Every person is completely different with what they want to get out of Dragon Con, what they put into it. And what they experience at the con, they leave completely changed. No matter how many times you are, you experience new things each year. For sure. And we always say that everyone experiences Dragon Con differently. Like what's important to one person may be less important to another and vice versa. And that changes and evolves over time, of course, too. Um, And that's just one of the things that's so cool about it. And one of the things that's so cool about us having different perspectives um, on the podcast to kind of cover, um, all kinds of different ways to experience the event. Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as we've been doing this podcast, case in point, as long as we've been doing this podcast, I think the number of times that we've actually all four of us 
been in the same room at Dragon Con has only been a handful. <laughs> I would say no, two or true. three. Yeah, <laughs> that three about right. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, I dare you to find a picture of all four Ooh. of us <laughs> from Dragon. Oh, there's a there's a good like scavenger hunt <laughs> item. I don't think, I don't think that exists. Yeah, not just the four of us. I think uh, some of the recordings that we've done as a group. Yeah, I'm sure the I, pictures were taken, but I think Mary had to leave early at some of them, so I don't think she's in <laughs> Oh, the yeah, I've never been no. in a photo at one of those uh, recording events. Yeah. Uh, she says, no pictures, no, no pictures. pictures. <laughs> so she can deny her involvement later. <laughs> no, it's just and so certainly... busy. The event is so Oh, busy. I know, I know, so right? ridiculous. So very, very insane but you know what the great thing about dragon con is when you're at the con and you see somebody that you know it lights you up completely oh totally it's just totally awesome sure uh if there is a photo of all four of us uh it certainly uh isn't one where we're all sober it's photoshopped Uh, because (laughs) because none of us will remember none none of us remember it so we're like when was that (laughs) like yeah so that would be uh maybe that's a goal at some point, maybe a Dragon Con 2020, we can we can sort of make that happen. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of photo shoots. Maybe that we should have a, <laughs> a Dragon Con report Dragon photo Con. shoot. We can try. <laughs> <photo> shoot. <laughs> I'll be at the Pulse Bar. <laughs> but uh, I I certainly appreciate it. Uh, uh, I appreciate uh, all four of you guys. All three of us. Uh, sorry, four of us. Well, <laughs> three guys, one girl. Yeah, exactly. I certainly Sorry, uh, appreciate all the involvement uh, over the years that you guys have stuck with it uh, to, to, to be part of this. And I'm really excited for this year. Is there anything, I know it's really early, but is there anything about Dragon Con 2020 in particular that is exciting for, for you uh, that you're looking forward to maybe more than some of the other years, uh, Mary? Oh, like totally unprepared for this question. I don't know. <laughs> I've been <laughs> intentionally not thinking about Dragon Con yet. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm right there with Mary. Um, Denial. Yeah. Denial is the first stage of preparing for Dragon Con. Yeah, Talk. I know. Well, there's still, there's still a lot we don't know. I mean, you know, as far as specific things about 2020, right? I mean, we know some of the guests, but there's, I mean, that's going to come much later in the next few months they're going to be announcing tons and tons and tons of more guests and programming, et cetera, and opportunities for us. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I just think, I just think going in, it's, it's, it's interesting that none of us probably have really specific things and yet we're all super excited for Dragon Con more than probably any other event. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I am, I, it is going to be a little bit special, I guess, for me, just because it's my 10th Dragon Con, and that's, like, nostalgic or whatever, Aww. and I've got some fun costumes planned, assuming I can pull them off. I don't know that I want to, like, let the cat out of the bag right now in case I fail, then no one can observe my shame, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, right now I'm very excited about some potential new cosplay, so I guess those two things. Cool. Well, yes, just, uh, you know, if you want to be accountable, we'd be glad to help, you know, keep track uh, during uh, the, the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maybe no, next time. no, don't do it. Don't do it. 
I'm just it's a trap. saying that we, we, we offer that option. Uh, but can you um, make it for me? Uh, Do you offer it, that option? <laughs> <laughs> not not quite. I don't I don't think with my skills, I don't think you want to wear anything that I'm responsible <laughs> well, for. Well, I mean same. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that's what to um you know, hopefully people can expect. We're gonna have a lot of interviews. Uh, we've got lined up some folks, some track directors. Uh, we want to reach out to some track directors that we've never talked to before. Uh, believe it or not, there's there's actually tracks that we've never never heard from on this podcast before. So, and of course, some great friends that uh, we've talked to almost every year. Uh, so we expect that as well. Uh, we love talking to customers and, and cosplayers. So uh, we have a, a whole um, a few episodes devoted to that as well as, uh, you know, great discussions. We're always looking for great topics that people want to hear about. Uh, so um, let us know uh, what you guys want to hear, and uh, we will try our best to um, live up to that and try to try to explore those. Because, again, if it leads to somewhere that we've never, never done, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I want to find out, you know, every nook and cranny that there is about Dragon Con, so, because it's all so fascinating. And it makes me appreciate it even more. Uh, so, um, so um, anything else that uh, you guys want to uh, sort of talk about or or mention uh, prior, uh, like before we sort of sign off on our first episode? Um, of course, we want to mention also that we will be resuming with the Q and A segment we did with the newbies last year. Absolutely, yes, the newbie segment. Uh, you know, we've done certain segments we've done, uh, across the years, uh, with folks. And, uh, if people are interested in the newbie segment uh, from last year, that is definitely something that's going to continue starting with our second episode, starting with the next episode. Exactly. And if you have any questions about Dragon Con, uh, go to the newbies group in Facebook and there's going to be, you know, they're going to be doing a shout out and calling for, you know, people to ask questions to them and they're going to read your questions up here on the podcast and they'll be answering it. And, you know, we had quite a few, we were never short of questions last year. So, you know, definitely if you're a newbie and you have any kind of questions between what we do here on our segments of the podcast and what the newbies do, I think you're going to be in great shape and definitely check out the newbies group Facebook page. Uh, for any kind of information too, because they'll answer all your questions up there also. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And that goes the case for, you know, if you have any questions for us, like you said, we've got a, we've got an email address, uh, which once again is dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. A lot of us can be found on social media. So feel free to reach us out to us personally. And uh, we look forward to really personally personally okay uh, uh we uh that goes for me anyway um i think i still owe some people some drinks because of some personal things that i <laughs> mentioned on the show last year um <laughs> yeah, i do have the list of it if you want me to start reading those now mike <laughs> no no that's too long we don't have okay. time um but uh yeah so we're going to draw a close to our first episode of the 2020 dragon con report a uh, big thanks for everybody uh, for joining us uh, on this adventure that we're going to have in uh, this year. We're, we're really looking forward to it. 
Uh, of course, thanks to our, our station crew. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for letting me be on. Absolutely. And where is there a place that people can uh, find you online if they want to reach out? Sure. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Mary Lou Who Blog. I also occasionally stream on Twitch at Mary Lou Games. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you, Darren. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. And and for people to find you online as well? Um, Legion of Substitute podcasters.com uh, that's a facebook group you can find me there if you need to get a hold of me um, i'm there and also i do a little eso podcasting occasionally when you two decide that you need to gay it up a little bit <laughs> i think that's uh the, the the clock's ticking on that one i think we're about due right yeah we are about due we're gonna get a visit from everyone's favorite mommy dearest oh don't uh hire wire hangers are optional uh, wire hangers are not optional they should not be in your house at all <laughs> christina will be over soon to clean your house for me that's gonna be awesome <laughs> uh and, and of course director faber thank you for which none of this would be possible Oh, I'm just the guy who hits record each month and, you know, makes wisecracks. So my pleasure. And builds builds the website. Builds the website. And and releases the episodes. Edits the episodes. (laughs) If you guys knew at home what we edited out, you guys would watch. (laughs) A blooper reel is actually a blackmail reel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mary Lou and I have been on the the show for eight years. (laughs) Exactly. They only wanted to stay for one episode. (laughs) (laughs) That can't get out. No. (laughs) Absolutely true. Uh, And you know everywhere you can find me. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, And of course, the ESO uh, or ESO ESO Network Facebook group is one that uh, we can, that Mike and I definitely oversee and can be found at. Uh, We can both be found online at, on Facebook. Uh, We have, uh, instagram accounts we have twitter accounts so feel free to uh reach out to us that way uh we're going to try to cover all we can with these episodes but to keep up with the latest news please check out the official dragon con website their social media outlets especially their facebook page that's where they uh relay information first and foremost i think um and all the tracks we haven't even talked about all the tracks uh, but they are all active on social media so now's the time to reach out to them if you want to be part of dragon con if you have ideas for panels and guests and whatnot reach out to the individual tracks because uh, they want that information now uh, uh, so they can do something about it Um, and of course be sure to check out our amazon link at the top of the esonetwork.com site again it doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff and it really does help us out a lot Check out our T Public store for cool merchandise that you can wear at Dragon Con. Uh, man, I always get excited when I see somebody wearing one of our shirts and everything. It's pretty exciting. Um, and then, of course, our Patreon page, where we appreciate all the support you can give us. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. 
with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.